this week on ABC, it's Extreme Makeover. How are you, man? Halloween edition. So, guys, what should we do today? We need to cover the hell hole in the kitchen. Yeah, right now. What can we do about the bleeding walls? Oh, my God. Hey! Oh, yeah. And the ceiling talk. Get out of the house. Extreme Makeover Halloween edition. You guys look kind of dazed. Are you a zombie? Where the government no doubt removed her brain. <laughs> You're listening to the Brit Summers Show. The real alternative to mindless garbage. Undecided voters are the biggest idiots on the planet. Feeling stupid? I know I am. Dumb son of a bitch. Undecided voters are the biggest idiots on the planet. First you say you do, and then you don't. Uh And when you say you will, that's when you won't. No. You're undecided now. So what are you gonna do? Undecided voters are the biggest idiots on the planet. Now you say you'll play, and then it's no. Moron. And when you say you'll stay, that's when you go. Moron. You're undecided now. So what are you gonna do? Hey, stupid. Dumb as dirt. We have with us today an undecided voter. Pardon me, sir, Mm. but why are you still undecided? Hi. I don't know. Export jobs. Excuse me? I swear. Deep save K. I don't know. Don't know what? I guess he might so hinky. Who's hinky? I'm hinky. Oh, Mr. Hinky. Mr. Hinky. I don't know. I need more. If you're an undecided voter, it may smell okay to you, but you could suffocate in there. Pull your head out fast. If you got a heart, and if you're kind, then don't keep us apart, make up your mind. You're undecided now, so what are you gonna do? Uh, I, I think, it's hard to think, see? What are you gonna do? I don't know. Huh? The late, great Natalie Cole, and in my opinion, one of the best arrangements of that song. Dumbass, undecided voters notwithstanding. 95.3, I'm thinking maybe I should do the show like Bill Maher with an... Applause after every word I say. Trump ain't the only one with an obnoxious ego. I can't watch his show anymore because everything he says... Not so much the guests on his show, but everything he says has an applause. Because the sign in the studio... Okay, granted, when he was quarantining at his uh, palatial home, pretty much all the shows he did from there, he was whining and complaining about not having an audience and hemorrhaging money because he couldn't tour anymore. So what did they do? They inserted applause like this after every line. But now he's got kind of a live audience. 
and you, the viewers at home, can't see it. But any line he says, any word he says, or any pause he takes, there is an applause for everything. And sorry, Bill, but you're not that important. Not to mention, uh, <laughs> what is this with the podcasters? Joining us tonight is a podcaster, and the best one was, because they couldn't get anybody in the studio, they got a co-host to a podcast. Have podcasts risen to the level of professional broadcasting? <laughs> is that where we're at now? Is that how low the bill bar is? Hi, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. And I'm very upset because uh, I've got a lot of things to say. And I've got things on this piece of paper here that I'm going to read to you. And I'm going to have, like, hot rock and roll music going into my podcast. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. I mean, not all that way, but <laughs> that's the type of amateurs you hear behind a microphone doing a podcast. For the most part, there's a few I like. But those few that I like have actually had some kind of show business background or broadcasting background. Those are the ones I can tolerate the most. But Bill Maher can't do it. I can't do it anymore. And why? Because enough, enough. Ah. <sighs> I'm not going to get too much into uh, Amy COVID-19 Barrett uh, because uh, you, you could just pile my opinions and thoughts on top of the uh, big pile of opinions and thoughts that have, have been made by everybody else. All I can maybe add to that is that uh, even if Biden gets in, we're going to have Soros because the Democrats will have, let's assume that he gets in office. Democrats are going to have to grow giant balls and appoint another justice, or uh, maybe two or three, or maybe about 30 men. Uh, there's no limit to how many they can appoint. And if we take the Senate back, they can do it. Well, let's just see if they have the balls and they don't have that uh, mincing uh, political soft chew that they're famous for, like during those hearings. Not once, not once did I hear the question. I was waiting for this. Are you now or have you ever been a member of People of Praise? <laughs> Are you now or have you ever been? I didn't hear that question. Did you? No. No. People of Praise. It is a weird Catholic sect that uh, even a Catholic church says. Never heard of them. Uh, got nothing to do with us. They're all about the uh, Handmaiden's Tale, which is what the book was written about. And there, there she was, the first two days of her hearing, and dressed as a handmaiden with the red dress right in their face. Never came up. That's the Democrats for you. Oh, you couldn't possibly be a handmaid, could you? You couldn't possibly be one of those weirdos in the... People of praise, could you? Woo. Nothing. Nothing at all. And for Democratic senators to appeal to the principles of Republicans, what a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not going to work. 
They want to insert her and install her no matter what. Come hell or high water, but primarily come hell. Because with her in place, if you think she's going to take women's rights away, she's, they're going to go all the way back to women's right to vote. They're going to go that far back. And they're going to do it fast. Because, uh, take it from my experience, in 2015, the second, the second the United States Supreme Court approved marriage equality, every Republican stink tank, including a Liberty Council, the very next second, they had already drafted legislation that they were going to submit to different states' uh, legislatures. And it was all ready to go. And don't think for two seconds that it's not all ready to go. Everything that they want right now is on the table, ready to be submitted. Amicus briefs, uh, Pelican briefs, uh, White Tidy briefs, uh, Skidmark briefs, proposed law lores, they're all ready to go. Soon as she sits her worn out ass on the bench, and I mean worn out with seven kids. What are the five freedoms of the First Amendment? Speech, religion, press, assembly. I don't know. Speech, press, religion, assembly. I don't know. What am I missing? Redress or protest. Okay. And then pretty much for the rest of our lives, we're going to have a Supreme Court justice that talks like a baby. Well, Senator... I have to have litigators and legislators and liquidate and ligaments and blah, 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 blah. I can't answer a question. If I was there, I would have asked her a very simple question. Would have asked her this: What time you got? Just to see if she could directly answer any questions, because she she didn't answer anything. And when the Republicans questioned her, it was just an engaging conversation, like like always. Thank you for being here, and we love you, and you're going to be installed no matter what anybody says. Yeah, because what do Republicans do? What do they bring to our country? What kind of good do they ever do? Nothing. They're all about anarchy and destruction. That's what the Republican Party stands for. And if you take a look at their recent platform, it just says Trump. So you continue to get away with all of these things. And... And what do they have left to, uh, and what do they have left as, as far as any credibility as a political leader? Well, any of them, the Republicans, what do they have left? Just starting every sentence with the American people. Really, that's all they have left. <laughs> they don't do anything else outside of enriching themselves and uh, give themselves more power. But when you see them commenting on television or in an interview or whatever it is, they start every sentence with the American people. And now, because the Democrats don't understand how communication works, they have adopted that, too. Now you hear Joe Biden, the American people, which I'll take that over, folks. You see, since 9-11, the Republicans, their think tanks, their Frank Luntzes, have been very successful in manipulating our lexicon. Like, uh, instead of saying citizens or, or constituency, <laughs> they say folks. In other words, they're marginalizing. But you don't even realize it. And it all started with Bush and his, the way his speeches went right after 9-11. It was, these, we're going to get these folks because they killed our folks. 
and it was all folks. And who adopted that? They passed the baton right on to Obama, who, who would say, we're going to be talking about folks. Everything was folks. And to this day, the Democrats have adopted the Republican lexicon of marginalizing us, human beings. We're just folks. I've been over this a million times, but it's never sat with me that, uh, oh, look, I'm just a folk. We're just folks. We're not citizens. We're not human beings. We're not constituents. We're just folks. Look at me. I'm just a dumb folk. <laughs> Prior to that, we were uh, citizens. Prior to that, we were constituents. But now, and then go both parties. We're just folks. Because Democrats have no idea what communication means or media or messaging. Nothing. They just, in fact, they latch on to what the Republicans do. Just folks. The word folks belongs in cartoons, vaudeville, old radio shows, and old TV shows for the folks at home. But seriously, folks, you know, folks, yeah, that's okay. In the context of uh, show business entertainment, okay, you can use folks because they're just there to be entertained. We're here because we're concerned. We're not in the, We're not watching a, a TV show, folks. But now they now they changed that. They went from folks to the American people, which uh, McConnell was using six years ago when he started packing the court. And when it comes to packing courts, nobody knows fudge packing better than Lindsey Graham or Mike Pence, right, folks? Who's the first one to try one of my fudgicles? Oh, there's a big white truck on the side of the road. As he cracks a smile, he says, Fudge Fudge pack, yeah, yeah. Bending down the Hershey Highway. Better lick it up right away. Hurry for the fudge. We do push-ups, ice pops, and the fudge pack. I'll give you the soft serve, you give me your money. So hurry up and bring your rock hut sunny. The fudge pack is a big white truck where you can wear your leather. Fudge pack, baby. The fudge pack, baby. I couldn't hear you. What do you want? Wait, let me just bend over here a second. Oh, sure, we have that. Just come on around back. I'll be happy to serve you. Fudge pack on sale. No money here. You're listening to the Brit Summers Show, and like I was saying, the Republicans, they're, they're worth nothing. They're a worthless party. It is a cult. And, and she's perfect because she was already a cult member of this uh, people of praise. She speaks in tongues. And that's got Lindsey Graham's in curiosity up. I do like tongue. Good old-fashioned tongue, as Lindsey would say. He likes a tongue sandwich. <laughs> oh, that limp-wristed sister. I hope he loses badly. 
Yeah, Amy COVID-19 Brian with her 19,000 kids. Or as they say in a Stephanie Miller show, which is a pretty good line, Freezy McBaby voice. She talks like this about a little baby, baby girl. Oh. That's Republicans like. Subservient women. Because most Republican men aren't man enough to get a real woman. So they have to find some someone who is subservient and willing to be a supplicant. It's the only way they feel secure to Republican men. Because even if they look good, which is rare, even if they look good, they're impossible to be around. And, oh, and you know, another thing, all this resistance to wearing a mask and washing your hands, it occurred to me that uh, their allies are the Taliban, because Taliban, uh, they don't wash either. And that's why the Republicans don't like washing their hands or wearing a mask, because it's sanitary, and that's against their religion, to be clean. They got to be dirty and they got to cheat like they're doing in California with the fake uh, ballot boxes. And they don't care. They're going to do it. They're committing election fraud right in front of your face and they don't care. Why? Because they're going to have Amy COVID uh, Barrett on on their side to rubber stamp eh, whatever they want or whatever they want to get away with. And she's not a Catholic She's one of those far-out groups, far-out clubs, like Santeria down here. That That's a Catholic sect. People who aren't familiar with Miami, they have a thing down here. The Cubans have a separate uh, Catholic sect called Santeria, and that's when they <laughs> nail the carcasses of a goat to a door to keep away the chupahabra. Inky-dinky-dinky-doo. That's their sect down here. They, they, I don't know if they nail goats to doors or eat puppies and uh, cats and uh, like they do in the Santeria and in the sect that she was a, a member of. People of a praise. But yeah, the cult that she was a member of, just as, it's the same thing down here, only it's called Santeria. And at one time there was a cafeteria named the Santeria. Tired of the same old restaurants? Try the Cafeteria Santeria of Hialeah. How much is that doggy on the menu? The one with the barbecue tail. How much is that doggy on the menu? I'm sure glad the chef's out of jail. That's right. No matter what the weather's like outside, it's always raining cats and dogs at the Cafeteria Santeria of Hialeah. We'll make your stomach stop growling and make your neighbor's pit bull stop doing the same thing. Talk about delicious. Mmm-mmm. Your meal is always fresh. We kill it right on the premises. For a heavenly meal at a sacrifice price, it's the Cafeteria Santeria. Try it once. You'll eat there religiously. How much is that doggy on the menu? The one that is fried in deep fat. Please bring me that doggy on the menu. And bring a side order of cat. Walk, run, or catch a greyhound for the Cafeteria Santeria of Hialeah, where we give new meaning to the word pet food. 
You're listening to great radio. It's the Brit Summers Show. to the Brit Summer Show, at least the first part anyway. But before I sign off on the air, I want uh, my local listeners in the Tri-County area to be aware of something that came to my attention uh, last week when I was uh, trying to drop off my ballots in a drop-off box. No, we don't have the problem that California has right now. They're real. And if you'll recall, back in August during our primary I was praising our drop-off box system because it worked so efficiently and it was safe, secure, and convenient. And it worked beautiful. Everything went great. But then you have to consider, this is Florida. Well, we don't want things to go well here. As it turns out, the current supervisor of elections decided to put drop-off box locations on their website that do not exist for the general election. Everything was fine, absolutely fine, for the primary. The general, however, mail it in. If you're not going to go to your precinct, mail it in. Forget the drop-off boxes, because you're going to go on a shell game road rally. None of the locations that are listed there, if they're even open, they're probably all wrong. Don't go by the SOE website for drop-off boxes. It's wrong. Mail it in or show up to vote at your precinct, one or the other. 
The drop-off box is here. You can't get to them, and that's the problem. I went to the college campus uh, where I went last time and did exactly the same thing. Closed. So I went back home and I looked online. Where's the other location here? Uh, there's one out in Coral Springs, right off Sample Road. So I drove out there with my, my ballots and everything. Closed. And then I checked with somebody who's a lot smarter than I am about how to vote and where. In fact, I did that uh, public service announcement form. Even he said they made a mistake on the website. They're, it's are inaccurate and the times are all wrong. Mail it in. And that's exactly what I did. I mailed it in. So they're either closed or they're not at that location. That's how they're screwing up the voting process. And that's the suppression efforts they're making down here, which isn't much. I mean, mailing it in is fine in Florida. They're not going to mess with us too much because they know that the geezers up at the villages. Oh, look, they, they like Biden. Yeah, five of them. They know that that section of Florida, they all mail in their ballots. So they're not going to mess with us too much. Especially if you get it in like right now, like yesterday, you should be okay. And you can track it. Oh, yes, you can. Just like my PSA says. But the the drop-off boxes, happy as I was back in August during the primary, not so much right now. I mean, I could be wrong. Like in your area, they might be accurate. But not here. Not in Broward County. Sorry. Oh, and then the one thing that really pissed me off was that, yeah, you can go to the supervisor of elections office. Oh, you're sure you can. But you can't go into the office. They're closed. You have to put it in a box out back, out by the dumpster. Ain't going to happen, pally. So I mailed it in. That's the uh, voter suppression update for South Florida on the Brit Summer Show. And uh, I think I'll pop a show out again next week like... Uh, Amy COVID-19 Barrett (laughs) pops out kids right here on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470 WWNN. It's the Brit Summer Show. Vote safe, vote by mail, and avoid long lines. The benefits of voting by mail may surprise you. You can check your status and verify your voter registration information. You can even track receipt and counting of your ballot. To find out more about requesting your Palm Beach or Broward County ballot verification and tracking, go to BrowardSOE.org and PBCElections.org for an easy-to-follow guide. That's BrowardSOE.org and PBCElections.org. Yours truly, Brit Summers at thebritsummershow.com. Presents the sweet sound of success. Good tune, voted best. The number one tune this week. I just left Walter Reed Medical Center, and it's really something very special. The doctors, the nurses, the first responders. And I learned so much about coronavirus. And I know there's a risk, there's a danger, but that's okay. And now I'm better, and maybe I'm immune. I don't know. Maybe I'm immune, cause today I'm feeling so alive. Just don't be afraid of the way I'm breathing. Maybe I'm immune, it's okay to go out for a ride. Others trapped inside Maybe you're immune to the lies my doctors tell you The fact of the matter is, is that he's doing really well Maybe I'm a man, or maybe I don't wear a mask Cause I don't care 
science I don't really understand. Disinfectant, where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside? Need some oxygen. Ooh. Maybe I'm immune to the way the poles are looking now. Maybe I'm afraid that it's not fake news. Maybe I'm immune to all the lies that I have made. I should James Corden performing one of the most, I would say, masterful parodies of late. When you consider that most all parodies right now these days are uh, insipid shit. So when I heard that, I flipped my wig and I yielded in admiration for his effort. Uh, I didn't know who he was, honestly, <laughs> when when he got that show. And because it's on so late, I really don't watch it. After Colbert, that's it. But then I got interested when he had the uh, karaoke sing-alongs with Paul McCartney and stuff. That was, that was good. Uh, and, and I still didn't know who he was. And I'm like, where did this guy come from? It turns out he's a very talented Broadway performer. And, uh, of course, uh, how would I know that? But, yeah, he is, and he's very good. Did a great job on that. But not to be outdone, I, too, did a parody on Baby I'm Amazed. But uh, for the life of me, I can't remember what the bit was about. But I always did my own music beds. And uh, just for example of what I'm talking about, by the way, uh, Corden did play piano, and he sang. The good parody artists don't use karaoke. They're musicians, which are a rarity these days. But I did a bit years ago, and I'm sorry, I can't remember what it was, but I just so happened to have the bed here. And just to show you that it wasn't just about the lyrics, you had to make the music funny, too. Here's a piece of it. This is the Brit Summer Show you're listening to on Skyhawk Radio, FYI Nation, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, the SoFlow Channel, and of course, the Brit Summer Show, which takes you mm, directly to my SoundCloud, which uh, allows you to freely, freely, with no charge to you, uh, download all of my shows so you can hear them at another more convenient time. As I do with uh, the Gilbert Gottfried Frank Santo Padre podcasts, which I listen to when I go run. Those are great. If you like inside show business stuff, I mean, old school style, check out Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I mean, if you like the same type of stuff I like, you won't be disappointed. Very well done. Very funny. And uh, surprising. There's a lot of surprises there with people you wouldn't have thought. I didn't know Dennis DeYoung of Sticks 
was hilarious. I had no idea. Lady. <laughs> so it looks like it's it's time now for my. I have to do my. Where is it? It's the uh, organ grinder monkey dance. That's right. Because if you go to my website, there is a donate button there, and uh, my eternal thanks for everybody who clicked on it. And as you can see, this is what broadcasters have been reduced to with podcasts. Even even some of the better podcasts out there, they're supported by their audience, like this one here. And I, I have to say that we're all organ grinder monkeys dancing for just to flip a few kerns into the cup. <laughs> Three pennies into the fountain. <laughs> That's what it feels like. So, yeah, here, here it is, the little organ grinder monkey. As I thank everyone for contributing. And, of course, my best contributor of all and underwriter of the show, Ernie. Thank you. Oh! Thank you, Ernie. You're the best. Um, do we have to do this Halloween thing this year? I mean, the smart people among us are still quarantining and don't intend to do that anyway. But wouldn't you agree that this entire year of 2020 has been Halloween. I mean, do you need to be frightened anymore? I mean, can there be anything more nightmarish than 2020? Even Freddy Krueger is voting for Joe Biden. Even he can't take it. And at the rate that Trump is roiding up, I'm waiting for the day he just explodes and, and those little coronavirus things come out, out of him like, like alien. Because they, he's probably infested with the coronavirus, but he wouldn't know it because everything, it, all of his pain, all of the symptoms related to the virus, they're masked. He thinks he's, I'm super man, yeah, he's super fat man. And we don't know what's really going on. And you know something? I don't think he does either because his doctor is a lion to him. Oh, you're fine, Mr. President. Everything's great. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's lying to each other. And uh, maybe he'll just explode into a uh, mist of coronavirus molecules. Which, by the way, you notice that, and everybody's familiar with it, since the beginning of this in February, it looks like a, a, a little ball with golf tees coming out of it. But there's been so many different variations on it. It's really an ugly thing. It's like gray with disgusting things coming out of it. And then the cutaways that I've seen, where it's like cut in half, y you know what's inside the little ball? A worm. Yeah, it's a worm. It's like a long uh, piece of spaghetti. It's ew. But you rarely see that. The illustration you normally see is they show a uh, frosted ball of goodness with uh, <laughs> little red tasty things coming out. Like it should be part of a, a bowl of Lucky Charms COVID-19 cereal, which I'm certain that Don would probably, uh, I'll have a bowl of that. Yeah, I, I'm super. Nothing's going to happen to me. Let's all hope those are famous last words. From the makers of Nut and Honey comes a brand new breakfast cereal with a name that'll cause even more problems. 
Uh, what are you eating there, Private? Uh, nothing, homo. Why, you dirty... <gasps> yes, new nothing, homo. It's just crunchy nuts and grade-A homogenized milk. What are you eating, Lance? Nothing, homo. Lance, please, not in front of my wife. Nutritious nothing, homo. New from the makers of Fruit Loops. It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. Wow, I love the costume. Yeah. Oh, what great costumes. You know this costume was made by my mother. Wow, I don't have the worst costume anymore. It's a costume she sold very well. I'm glad we're Halloweening together. Cause we're all going, I can't tell. Look out! Oh, you! Telling me the things that are in front of me. Watch out for that! How long can you hold your breath? Oh, you Do you have to breathe? I wear that in this costume under the sheet. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. I am blind and I keep tripping over my feet. Taking my trick or treat. Taking my trick or treat. Taking my trick or treat. Vision through people. Taking my trick or treat. Can't see a damn thing in front of me. What's the matter with you? I'm sorry. Sorry. It's true in talk radio. You're listening to Britney Summers. That's right.
Listening to the Brit Summer Show, and like many of you out there, I I was really pissed off at Comcast, uh, at NBC, for profiting off of this uh, orange pile of mung when he made his uh, last-minute decision to do a town hall right up against Joe Biden's. And the good news is Joe Biden kicked his ass in the ratings. Of course, he'll never admit it. And as it turns out, it worked in our favor. Yeah. Because uh, he made a complete ass of himself, as usual, said the same things. And he didn't expect Savannah Guthrie to do follow-up questions. It's an ambush. I've been ambushed. And you know, I, I think the most difficult part for Don to act like a president of the United States, I think the most difficulty he has faced during his term is that he can't publicly say... The N-word. It must, out of everything that he can't stand about being president, at the top of the list, I would have to say, he can't publicly say the N-word. Because you know he says it all the time in private. The women in the suburbs, they're, they're going to be surrounded by... Thugs, thugs, they're going to be surrounded by thugs and their their neighborhoods are going to be ruined, ruined. And I'm here to protect you. I'm the one who gave you the American dream. That was me. God, he's a sick motherfucker. <laughs> he is just. Yeah, Don, you, you gave us lots of things like uh, pestilence. You gave us pain. You gave us suffering. You gave us lots of things. You gave us your endorsement of white supremacist terrorist groups. Yeah, you gave us nausea. You gave us, and never mind the pandemic, just you alone, your voice, just hearing you babble incessantly, incoherently. You gave us agita. You gave us the green apple quick step. You diminished our standing in the world. You gave top secrets away to our enemies and alienated our allies. Yeah, sure. You gave us a lot, you fat fuck you. You gave us all these things, Don. All these things, right? All of these things. That's right. I mean, you know he didn't want to say this. Look at my African-American over here. Look at him. No. No, he wanted to say, where's my... My... I can't say it. I'm not allowed. Uh, Yeah, well, that's going to come out when he goes away. On that happy day, when America rejoices, hey, not just America, but the entire world will rejoice once that disease has been disinfected from our government. Oh, and every time he says, Wall Street's never been, uh, since I've been president, best president in the world, and uh, Wall Street's never been better. I've been hearing this a lot, and <laughs> it sounds logical to me. If he does lose... The Republicans, since they're the party of anarchy, they, <laughs> they're they not just the sons of anarchy, they're the political party of anarchy. And what's going to happen is, this is the from people smarter than me, many people say, including Tom Hartman, they suspect that if he loses, 
They are going to, not that the economy isn't already wrecked already, but they're going to sabotage it in such a way that it's going to be beyond repair. At least they think that's how far they're going to go. And one way they're going to do it is this, because he keeps saying, Wall Street's never been better. Wall Street is synthetic. And here's why. Each and every, you know how to keep talking about the uh, relief bills? Well, they want over a trillion dollars. American people demand over a trillion dollars, and that's just foolish, and we're not going to... Just one trillion. Do you know they're infusing Wall Street with trillions of dollars? A day. A day. Just to keep it afloat. Yeah, it crashed a couple of times. Not that bad, because the next day, the Fed feeds it. It's fed with. (laughs) Trillions of dollars a day just to keep it going. Just so it don't crash. And if he loses, that infusion of cash will stop. And the market will crash. Just a thought. Just a theory. But, uh, yeah. Be on the lookout for that. It's straight from the Vatican. Introducing New Catholic Light, the religion with one-third the guilt of your regular faith. New Catholic Light satisfies your need for Christianity, but it doesn't fill you up with a lot of doctrine. With Catholic Light, there's no confessions, no sermons, and no lingering afterlife. It's the perfect alternative for modern agnostics who don't want to take any chances. Our services are held three times a year, and they're only 15 minutes long. Plus, there's no added guilt for sneaking out during communion. We've dropped that, too. Look for our church mobile in your neighborhood. Hey, you might be in the front pew. For ye of little faith, try Catholic Light, because a little faith is all you need. Be good Catholic for 15 fucking minutes. Is that so much to ask? We're turning you on. Go, go with Truth in Radio. The Brit Summers Show at thebritsummershow.com. There are Jews in the world. There are Buddhists. There are Hindus and Mormons. And then there are those that follow Mohammed's butt. I've never been one of them. I'm a Roman Catholic And have been since before I was born And the one thing they say about Catholics is They'll take you as soon as you're warm You don't have to be a six-footer You don't have to have a great brain You don't have to have any clothes on You're a Catholic the moment Dad came because every sperm is sacred, every sperm is great. If a sperm is wasted, God gets quite irate. Every sperm is sacred. Each sperm that can't be found 
just anywhere But God loves those who treat their seamen with more care Every sperm is sacred Every sperm is Every sperm is sacred. Every sperm is good. Every sperm is needed in your neighborhood. Every sperm is useful. Every sperm is fine. God needs everybody's mine and mine and mine. show podcast you have been listening to has been and i am a has been the brit summer show and i think i'm going to get one more show out of here uh, probably by next week uh, I, i'm not certain whether or not i'm going to do a halloween special or not i'm just not in the mood right now we've had enough halloween for the last year 
I think we could forego it at least just this once. And then next year, we can all dress up as Trump just to scare the shit out of everybody. Or Gabe Kaplan. Yeah, there was a there was a costume of Gabe Kaplan. Yeah, I want to go trick or treating door to door dressed as a middle aged Jewish man. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to get that there probably on eBay. There you go. Uh, for all the boys and girls out there. Go on eBay and order yourself a Gabe Kaplan costume. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a show next week. Uh, other than that, I don't know. And I'm going to be in a in panic mode throughout the erection, but, which takes place uh, the following Tuesday. But if you listen to that disease-riddled moron from uh, North, what was it, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tom Tillis, he'll tell you that the election is on November 11th. So don't listen to him. Not that anybody would anyway. No, it is November 3rd on Tuesday of that week. Well, that wraps it for this Brit Summers show. Until next time, this is Brit Summers adding, (laughs) because I forgot earlier, and I'm going to play you a piece of it right now. Keith Olbermann is back, and he's on fire, man. Uh, To all of my audience, if if you like what I have to say and uh, similar broadcasts or similar podcasts or shows out there, uh, I really highly recommend going on YouTube. He's only on YouTube, but it's really worth the effort to find his show on YouTube. Uh, Keith Olbermann, and he doesn't, uh, it's only, I don't know, varies 12 to 17 minutes a day, but he weighs in on everything. And he's great. And I missed him. So I'm going to leave you with just an excerpt of Keith Olbermann. And when you get a chance, uh, check him out on YouTube. See everybody next time. It intends to release more ads that make it seem as if Fauci is endorsing Trump for re-election. Even as every day Trump's place in history as the nation's most vile mass murderer negligently or intentionally becomes more and more cemented. Even as the infection rate in this country has now rocketed upwards by 25% from just two weeks ago, even as the specter of a second wave crashing into us before the first wave has finished with us becomes more and more inevitable. Even as Trump's culpability for the deaths of nearly 218,000 Americans and a projected 150,000 more before New Year's becomes more and more inescapable. Even with all that, a slick little ex-talk show host, a Trump campaign advisor named Steve Cortez, tells the CBS station in West Palm Beach that the altered clip of Fauci will stay in the ad and, quote, I'm glad the words are in there, and I wouldn't be surprised if there are more such ads coming down the pike, which also include Dr. Fauci praising the response of the executive branch under the leadership of President Trump. The leadership of President Trump. It's like the leadership of the People's Republic of China during the famine of the early 1960s. The leadership of President Trump? It's like the leadership of the Soviet Union during the nuclear disaster at Chernobyl. The leadership of President Trump? It's like the leadership of the United Kingdom during the Irish potato famine of the 1850s. The leadership of President Trump? It means disease and death and victims dying alone, separated from family. The leadership of President Trump means an economic disaster and another one to come this winter and probably a third one next year. The leadership of President Trump means trailer park trash idiots pulling guns on people because they are wearing masks 
because the idiots have been brainwashed by Trump and his flying monkeys. The leadership of President Trump means he makes infomercials telling you to take experimental drugs you can't get made by companies he owned stock in. Means him telling you to try to ingest disinfectants. Means him telling you to try to remember it'll vanish like a miracle. Means him now turning to a declaration supporting the mass suicide pact that is herd immunity. A declaration supposedly signed by 15,000 scientists and medical practitioners. Except a lot of them are just massage therapists. And other signatures are from dozens of names like Dr. Johnny Bananas, Dr. Person Fake Name, and, unbelievably, Dr. I.P. Freely. The leadership of President Trump means him telling you on February 24th that the stock market was going to do great despite everything, while his advisors were warning billionaires at the same time of the terrible truth and they sold their stocks and they are richer today with money that should be yours. The leadership means telling you on February 26th that, quote, we're totally prepared. When you have 15 people and the 15 within a couple of days is going to be down to close to zero, that's a pretty good job we've done. Telling you that. When 19 days earlier he had told Bob Woodward, you just breathe the air and that's how it's passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. It's also more deadly than even your strenuous flus. The leadership of President Trump means him redirecting $330 million from the HHS budget in order to make commercials starring Dennis Quaid telling you how great a job Trump has done on the pandemic killing your friends, neighbors, and loved ones. And this creature not only exploited the apolitical Tony Fauci, who had to fight the COVID-19 virus while also fighting and also humoring a far more deadly and far less intelligent organism called Donald Trump, not only do they refuse to cut out the doctored clip, not only threatens to use more, not only sends out this preening, sleazy, bastard Cortez to boast about it, but then attacks Fauci in his campaign bund rallies that violate every pandemic protocol and will doubtless accelerate the second wave and put more notches of viral death on Donald Trump's belt. Oh! Absolutely correct, sir.